Hello everyone, this is Chelsea. So this is the episode that I promised when Miranda's back. We have a couple more episodes after this that hopefully I will be uploading in the near future. So it's a little dated, but what we talk about, we talk about Force the Vote, we talk about them giving us only $600, because that was the past in the past stimulus bill. So of course, I feel like it's still relevant because 600 was enough, 1400 was enough. We should be getting 2000 every month. So... Uh, hopefully you still enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Welcome to I'm Woke and Tired. Today is the other COVID podcast episode. I'm Miranda. I'm Chelsea. And you were not ready, as I thought. I got tongue-tied on one word. I think they'll forgive us for that, Chelsea. It was not a bad intro. Mm. Okay, okay. So, first we're going to talk about stimulus checks that are currently coming out, actually. Probably if you connect to your bank account when you were filing your taxes, you might even have it at this point. But the problem is, once again, as we all knew would happen, students are not included. (laughs) Or, no, if you're a dependent student, which is pretty much every college student. So, how do you feel about that? I'm too tired to care. Not gonna lie. Girl. I genuinely, like, if it was more than $600, maybe I would give a shit, but it's not right now, so I don't care. Like, it still sucks that we're left out, but also, like, it's still kind of a joke that they're like, $600, here you go. Like, I don't care enough to put energy into it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, I knew we'd be left out. Yeah, like that too. people would say, like, oh, no, they're going to include college students, I was like, no, they're not. Like, they're going to screw over college students because they think they can screw over college students. And they're right. They can keep doing that, and it's fine. Um, so, I mean, $600 would be so nice because that would go straight to either fixing my front bumper or what else would it go to? Or it would go to paying off, like, for securing my place at one of these law schools, because that's like eight hundred to. 000. I mean, it'd be nice to have six hundred dollars, but at the end of the day, it's not really enough money to do much of anything. I feel like it's. I feel like it matters more for our age, actually, because we don't have a lot of more expenses. Like, think about how like six hundred dollars is like. Yeah, for you, maybe you don't have to worry about utilities for two months because you don't have to stress about working. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, for $600 for a family, that's a joke. That's a joke. Because even though, like, they'll get together 3K, it's like, yeah, but you can go through a lot of money when you're, like, a family of four Mm -hmm. and a really fast time. But if you're, like, an individual college student, $600 is, like, nothing to shit on. That's good. So it's like... I feel like it depends on, like, your where you are in life. Like, yeah, as an, like, when I'm later in adulthood, I'll be like, $600. No, I still think it's just a joke all around. Like, $600 would do something, but at the end of the day, 
with everything I have to pay for and all the things I have to do, that's what, one car insurance payment? That's just one. Like, that doesn't really help me that much at How's the end of the day. only one of your car insurance payments? Well, I'm thinking of, like, us, me, and her oh, and all of that. Oh, you need to get separate. But, um... I was about to say, I was like, how much are you paying in car insurance? Car insurance also just isn't cheap. I mean, um, yeah, I'm paying. But I, so I was like, I know what I'm paying. And I was like, there's no way I should be paying. <laughs> but, like, bills for one month when I've been doing this for ten months straight is kind of a joke. Like, it's not nothing, but it's still kind of a joke. Even if you are my age. And $600 isn't, like, yeah, bills for a month. When we've been in a pandemic for ten months, I've been working. I didn't get my work study. So I'm, like, out thousands of dollars at this point that I would normally have. But I just yeah. don't. So for me, it's, like, $600. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Nah, for real right now. I was, like, honestly, I wasn't banking on it because I was, like, I don't believe it'll happen. Because I was, like, my pessimism <laughs> politics is, like, at its all-time high. So I was, like, there's no way that's going to happen. But a part of me was, like, nah, 600 would be nice. Because I was, like, I'll pay off. I won't feel bad about using money to fix my bumper. And that was more mm-hmm. like, that's good. Like, I'm secured in something. But also, it's good. That's why I said for our age group. So I was like, 600 will pay off something for our age group. Whereas, like, 600 does nothing for rent. So if you have, like, big world problems with worrying about rent, mm-hmm. that is nothing. If you have, hell, even some people's car notes, it's just like, that's not going to do any, that's not going to pay it off, right? And so it doesn't pay off a lot of people's bills. So that's why people are like, you're assuming I have money Mm -hmm. to finish that gap. And I'm like, nah, that doesn't do a lot for a lot of people. So that's why I was like, "Mm, it would have been nice, but it's not happening. No, if it was more than $600, yeah, because that could get me a car payment. Like I could do a down payment on a car and get a better car than my 11-year-old Toyota Matrix. (laughs) That car sounds so bad right now. Because it's 11 years old, and I don't have money to get it fixed right now. It's going through stuff. It's going through stuff. It's too old. I need a different car. I love how, like, um, I was looking up, because I was trying to make sure that we were not talking out of our ass, and that we really were not going to get the check. Which is still somewhat confusing, but I'm pretty sure we're just not getting the check. So, but it's like CNBC was trying to say, like, oh, well, actually, people between the ages of 18 and 23 could possibly get it. But it's like, you have to have not been claimed as a dependent, which is, dude, that was the case. That's rare. That's rare. But also, that was the case with the last one. That's not mm-hmm. unique to this one. It's like, yeah, if you weren't in a, a dependent or claimed as one, then you could claim it. Yeah, that's why everyone's saying it left out college students, because there are very, very few college students that aren't claimed as dependent. Exactly. Because why wouldn't you, even if you hated your kid, you still try to claim them, because that gives you a tax break. Mm-hmm. You still want to claim that. So I was just like, I feel like even if you didn't, unless you were really like separate from your fam- family and there's like something weird with your taxes, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, so that person probably could still claim you as a dependent. Like, I had to remember that when I was doing my taxes for the first time at college. And someone asked me, I was like, oh, yeah, are you claimed as a dependent? I was like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, it's not like you needed your, that person's permission to claim them as that. So it's, like, really frustrating. But there's some loophole, I think, though, that can exist. But it's, like, do ask, ask the person who's doing your taxes. <laughs> like, but it's going to be rare. And I feel like 
a very small select of people who were college graduates could possibly, mm-hmm. it seems, qualify for it, but it isn't happening. So, once again, your government doesn't care about you. Always remember that. And they will let you starve. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> known that I've known that since I was a kid because he used to wear food stamps. So, it was so they were literally letting us starve. You could not just give college students like six, like six hundred bucks is too much for you. <laughs> like that's what killed me. It's just like that was too much. Or at least give the parents money for the college students. That's why, like, yeah. parents for college students were like upset too because they were like, college students aren't getting the money, but neither are the parents. Yeah. So it's like no one's getting the money for your kid. Yeah. They just don't get anything. Actually, no. Institutions got it, but institutions weren't good at giving it to their students. Yeah, you. I didn't get anything. Yeah, Williams was very much the exception of giving students. I had to fight my school for money. My school was wild. They literally tried to convince me that even though my aide paid for this entire semester because I wasn't on campus, that I somehow owed them thousands of dollars. The one that was challenged by literally every student, they ended up giving me almost four thousand dollars. Which got me a computer. And that's it. Yeah, because... Um, I needed that computer. Mine was oof, a mess. And that's what... The aid the college colleges give to students, questionable how they do it, honestly. And, they, and when you told me that, I was like, oh, they're trying to do... They're that. trying to take away our grants. Yeah. And... Colleges do this, like, all the time. This is not even COVID unique. And it's insane that they're allowed to get away with it. And normally they justify it by saying, like, sometimes stuff is not adjusted for inflation. So something that would have paid for you, like, a year ago is just now not going to be enough because colleges continue to rise. Um, But then also it's like, I don't know if your college does this too, but Williams does it. It's like if you get a certain amount of scholarships, then they lower the aid they give you. Yeah, all colleges do that. And that's insane because you're like, then how am I supposed to not graduate without debt? I need the aid. Like, I'm just getting enough scholarships so that it'll, you know, close the gap. But it's like, oh, if I get, I think it was at Williams, like, if I got more than my work study, then that's when. And that's why during college, even though I struggled to pay off my tuition my first few years, because mm-hmm. I was solely paying for it myself, it was because I was like, there's no point applying for scholarships. Yeah. So it's like, if it's too big of a scholarship, I'm fucked. So I'm like, why would I do that at this point? So, and they know that. And it, then they try to push you to get loans, and you're mm-hmm. just like, stop. Stop. I'm not getting loans. Stop pushing me to do this when that's clearly something I don't want to do. Also, stop pushing me when you have the money. Like, especially Williams, when you have like a three billion dollar endowment. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. Especially when you got those blocks of marbles that cost. A Look, my school told us they couldn't help us with like food or anything, and then they spent six figures on our alumni event. Right at the time that we were telling juniors, rising juniors that year, that there was no housing for them. Yeah. 
one of my professors literally said why don't you guys just like camp out on the quad and be like this is my new dorm and see what happens Honestly, my professor do it like that is so crazy i don't understand so agnes is of course which is insane not the only school that does that who no. accepts too many people i forgot there's actually a is it i don't want to put a name out but like it's some school like u chicago like global institution that also does that but it's so weird because they'll accept people they won't have enough place but it's like they'll either make them defer mm. or like <coughs> i don't know it's just wild what schools do and i'm like then don't accept that many people they didn't do that they because what happened was so i wasn't there this year this semester um but like my sophomore year my junior year those current first year classes then were the richest classes they had the most money we know that because they had the least amount of scholarship and the least amount of aid out of all of us so therefore they had money to somehow fill in the gap um or a way like parents were rich enough to be able to sign off on loans Mm -hmm. either way like they still have more money than the rest of us and so they don't want to tell them they can't so instead they're telling us we don't have anywhere to stay the people who are already there have been there colleges maybe do better i guess well I because know. they run it like a business not as an educational institution i mean yeah i mean what told me that one the price of college is just bullshit but what told me that really was how they handled this one williams knew you have the money so you can't pretend you don't have the money meaning you can't fuck over your students I can't tell you the backlash would have been if they fucked over the students. Like, alumni were actually, like, heavily watching, heavily cared what happened on that campus. Because um, I had, I talked to two alumni, like, literally the summer before um, senior year. And two of them were like, so what's the plan? Like, what are yeah. you going to do? Like, they were engaged. Me, after I leave the school, I'm going to be like, I mean, I care about people as a whole, but, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, what is Williams doing? Like, no. I don't care about what Agnes is doing just because. No, leave me alone. I will care. Don't ask me for money. I'm not going to give them money, but I'll care. Um, but what told me is, like, they literally lowered the tuition, proceeded to give, like, mm, 250, 300 people 4K and gave everyone who qualified for uh, work study their money directly. So then I was like... So that BS you told me, that tuition had to be that high, Mm -hmm. was BS. You could lower it this whole entire time. That just tells me colleges, like you said, are uh, businesses and are just bullshit. Because it's like, so that cost never has to be that high. For work study, they looked us dead in the face and said they were out of federal funds. Which I understand, like, work study isn't only federal funding. There is partially institutional um, but I didn't work the first semester of my junior year because I had an internship that paid me, so I didn't need to. But, and I only did, like, because we were gone by March, so I'd only got, like, two, maybe three paychecks, so, like, tops, $500, and I have a $2,300 a year, like, work study. And they said, oh, no, you don't have money that we can give you. Looked me dead in the face and said that. Yeah. I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I think what colleges also get away with is that 
Right, like you're given, I think especially if you don't have a lot of money, you're given like close mm-hmm. to like 2300 that you can straight get. Mm-hmm. And what they do is like often kids don't work that full whatever. They don't let you. Exactly. Well, I will say Williams is the exemption where like they'll, there's ways to get around that. And depending on your financial aid officer, you'll be fine. You can work that. But often people don't. Like you don't have time. You're a college student. Either they're not letting you or you just don't have time. Which I think at Williams, it's like, you just don't have time have to work that amount. And you never see that money. Which is crazy. You should still get that money that was awarded. Like, you should. But why not? I mean, I, I've i never. I don't think I've ever hit my limit. Like, so. I've never gotten anywhere near. So, I'm just like, you're getting money out of this. That's why it's always mm-hmm. like. It, it annoys me. Because, like, they get the money. Exactly. So you're just like, wait, why didn't you just give that? If you really cared, just give that student the money. Because I'm like, I've never been off-off because I know, like, minimum wage Massachusetts is, like, higher. So I don't have to oh, work Oh, I've, hours. like, max gotten, like, $1,200 out of my 2300 That's a lot of me. Yeah, I've definitely. That's $1,100 I'm not getting. I feel like each year I've gotten over... I've probably actually been pretty close to the 2000 mark just because I don't have to work as many hours because of the minimum wage being mm, Ours was 850. I was getting paid 850. Mm, I think my last semester I was getting paid over $12. So that's why I was like, I didn't have to work as many hours to get there to the 2300, which is like, that's why, that's what annoys me too. It's like people who go to states where the minimum wage is lower and then they technically don't have to pay you. You can pay your students what it would take them to get there. Or make it at least reasonable. Like, with Williams, I may not, I didn't work, get my full thing just because I was like, I don't have time to work. I gotta study, whatever. But it was like, I could have reasonably gotten through it. Plenty of people did. But it was like, if you're going to school and they're only paying you eight you're never getting to that amount. Unless you're, and then they're not allowing you to work more, so it's like, you're yeah, never gonna not. get there. So, oh, okay, college admit. we were talking about college administration. I could always forget about college financial aid, because that's, like, a hell of a thing. Um, but sadly, I do not get to leave since I'm <laughs> going to law school. Mm-hmm. So I have to do this all over again with a even shittier institution than Williams. Okay, so the next thing is, and I want to rant about, this is just pure rant. There's nothing <laughs> factual about this. Um, college professors during this pandemic were wild. Um, Your college professors were wild, and I'm sure others were. Mine actually weren't. My college was wild. Like, honestly, the professors were as, like, dumbfounded as we were a lot of the time. Mm. When Agnes was like, we gotta make the semester as normal as possible, and everybody's out here being like, people are literally dying, Agnes. Like, literally your president. (laughs) Our president had COVID without a ventilator for, like, three weeks. That's why we didn't go back to campus this semester. I will say that. I mean, legal reasons, I can't just say that's, like, for fact. But I will say it's a little suspicious um, that this, like, a few days after we were told she was on a ventilator, they said, we're not going back to campus. That's a little suspicious. It's a little bit too much of a coincidence. But, you know, I can't legally say that's why it happened. Um but no, um, 
And our administration this entire semester was like, you know, we don't want to do pass-fail because we make this a normal semester. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. And it's like, shut the fuck up. It's not a normal semester. Admit it. Admit this is an absolute shit show. Also and, like, stop fucking this over. What do we really lose by it not being, quote-unquote, a normal semester? That's what has killed me, and this will be a slight tangent to just education in general. Mm-hmm. The fact that people really think people should be on their shit this semester pisses me off. Because I'm like... I was talking to someone, and, like, uh, someone in my family is, like, failing his classes, like, not doing well at all. And they were like, we don't know what's going on. And I was like... COVID's going on. COVID? What do you mean you don't know what's going on? That should be enough. This is, like, a generational, like, collective trauma for every single person out there. And we should treat it as such. Exactly. Because I told someone, like, and obviously you know me, but, like, I'm pretty, like, motivated person. I do my shit, mm-hmm. like, I, oh my gosh, I normally don't, I normally am not, like, amazing grades in college, college is a shit show, but I normally have really decent mm-hmm. grades, I do well, and I work hard. Mm-hmm. I lost my shit this semester. You mean Sam. I've never been, I was so motivated, it was like I was motivated and unmotivated, I was tired all the time, I was just, like, I couldn't focus in class. I've never just, like, made the decision to stop doing homework the way I did this semester. Like, there were always times I would skip readings or whatever because I'd be like, yeah. I don't feel like doing that. But, like, this semester, like, yeah. halfway through it, I was like, I just stopped doing it. I stopped doing the work. I only did major assignments. Yeah. And, like, showed up to class with my camera off and on mute. Exactly. So I think There was one day I was sitting in my Starbucks parking lot out after work. My car was broken down because the engine started misfiring, and I'm still sitting in class. <laughs> like, that's the ridiculous level the semester has gotten, everybody. Yeah, so for people to look at people K through 12 and be like, you have to do work, you have to, like, do... It's I'm not fair. Like, it's insane to expect that. And I'm, I'm a whole adult and I can't do it. Exactly. So I was like, why are you expecting... And this kid is, like, in eighth grade. I was like, why are you expecting eighth graders to be on their shit? Yeah, because that's also, like, for school, especially when you're younger. I feel like when you're older, it's a little bit less. But when you're, like, in elementary high school, that's your social interaction. So their entire social life is gone if they're not on, like, in person. Also, if you're, like, not county and, like, complete shit show with the schools. Mm-hmm. Like, the schools actually um, went remote, like, the last two weeks of the semester. And you're just like, what? Finally. And they... Because they had over 2,000 kids out with COVID. Yeah. And then also, also they couldn't have enough, they didn't have substitutes, they didn't yeah. have people to teach the classes. So you're just like, you don't think any of this is traumatizing? Like, none. It is. So, why would you expect a kid to, I told people, it's just like, we had kids a break mm-hmm. this year. Like, and honestly, maybe for the year after that as well, people are like, they're not going to know things. I was like, I can tell you right now. It doesn't matter. As a person who went through this education system, I don't. No math at all. <laughs> like, it is also, like, like not gonna know it. It's fine. Like if they're behind, because I was like, a lot of people were behind, mm-hmm. and they were there. Like it's just yeah. Not, it doesn't matter. Here's the thing, though. Here's my radical little education self. Um, it doesn't matter if they don't know your very strict, very limited curriculum for one year, even two years, and they don't fucking know it for six years. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't mean they're not learning. It just means they're not getting your curriculum. And that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if they don't know fucking algebra, I don't fucking know algebra anymore. I'm almost 22. 
I still have a 3.7 GPA in college. I'm fine. Also, most people. That's what I'm saying. Also, it's probably good for them that they don't know how learning the system. Because <laughs> it's crap anyway. It's, it's awful. And I feel like we just can't get out of this mindset that that's just how school has to be. And it's not. Yeah. Also. And, and I feel like I was hoping this would be the time to figure out. I'm assuming they heard that. Um, that was my dog trying to eat trash. Um, I was hoping this would be the time they would finally like be like, oh, education had to be this way. But, you know, maybe I was a little too optimistic. And I learned that very quickly. Because, my God, they're trying so hard to just be their normal shitty self. Exactly. I just don't. Yeah, how they're doing school right now is just crazy. And they just need to. One relax and also i don't know okay so what kills me is always when people use other people as example that the education system isn't crap and you're like no mm-hmm. no no. especially like in my family i feel like people use people like me or my brother whatever i was like no it failed dramatically anything i know honestly about half the things i know i learned on my own like i didn't learn half this stuff in class are you kidding me like i learned anything about like black people Mm-mm. at web like also the public education system failed me to the point i left it yes like that's the other thing people don't realize they're like oh yeah you education didn't fail you i'm like yeah it did i literally left public education and never went back and like that was my biggest fear all throughout web was having to go back to public school as awful as web was a lot of the time i was like i can't go back and do public school again for me, public school, it wasn't even necessarily how they taught the education. It was just like, man, private school kids who went through their whole life just don't understand. How awful it is. Like, how crazy. One, it's like, that's a jail. Yeah. That's a jail. Like, that. <laughs> you're just like. They had no freedom. I remember when I got there, and they were just like, we're not going to supervise you the entire hour of lunch. And I was like, are you sure about that? You're just no. going to let me run around campus? I feel like they were moderately supervisors. Also, how, like, and people would bring this up as a joke and i feel like people don't take it seriously and people are like you realize you don't give middle schoolers outside time like you realize you don't give them any time to be outside and that was the one thing i'll give web lunch time we that's all we free. did even in high school we would have stood outside if it was good weather we'd just be like so we're gonna sit yeah. outside right like we're not going inside right now and that's actually really crucial to just be outside yeah. and not in the room all day but that is not public school. They will keep you locked up in that, like, building. And also, how many times did the the dogs come and the police come to your school? <laughs> it's like... We would do random searches once a year or twice a year or something like that. And I told you, Vine definitely did it more than twice a year. I remember that happening you a bunch of times. got searched twice. I get searched like every single time. Seventh and eighth grader. I did time. it in sixth grade. I was like... I did seventh and eighth. Also, how... A c- cop knows that you're a nerd and judges you five seconds because all i had in my i didn't have a bag you know those like binder things mm-hmm. you could fit a lot of stuff in i had that and i had like four books <laughs> and he opened it, it was just like that's it and i was like yes <laughs> when you're judged hard to like come on out and i was like i know i don't have a life sir leave me alone i always uh, hated it because i always just had like random pieces of paper and then they were just crumbled on the bottom of my bag they'd be on the garbage at the end of it yep so it's just like yeah that's a prison and that's why i mean honestly if you had told me i didn't hate the people Mm-mm. 
some of the teachers should not have been teachers, but also I went to a minority, uh, you know, majority minority school. So then you get the white savior complex type teachers yeah. and right. Like that just becomes a different struggle. And you're just like, dude, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that anymore mm-hmm. in my life. So yeah, there's just so many problems with public school. I went to a middle class school and wasn't. And that definitely shows when, like, you see all, like, the richer kids doing all, like, the advanced classes, whether they deserve it or not, because our parents are involved whatnot. And the rest of us, who maybe could benefit from that and should be in those classes, not getting to. Because I always say they're too full. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think they... It was interesting because since... But my school was different, right? Because it wasn't middle class. It mm-hmm. was, at best, lower middle class people there. But honestly, completely working class. So it was like, yeah, everyone was in it. and But it was still like, this is where the racial dynamic, because it was like a lot more white people in that class mm-hmm. than probably should have been. Because it was just like... That was the other thing. I remember when I was from sixth grade, I was in all of the honors classes, and I went to the other ones. And I went from being in class where I was the only one that wasn't white to being with all the non-white kids. Yeah. Which is wild for me. Especially, I mean, my school was, like, just majority black. Like, it was insane how many, like, and you're just thinking, okay, wait, you went from majority black school Mm -hmm. to that, like, this honors class, it's, like, 50-50 white and black. And you're like, sir, pretty sure this is not the dynamic of class to be. (laughs) Um, But whatever. But what we were talking about before when we went off on this tangent about the education system, um, I want to rant about my college professors just for a second. So being a poli-sci major, you'd think, oh, people always think it's easy major. This is where you get the crazy professors who don't want to give you a break. But I will give credit that one of my professors gave me a ton of extensions. Also, we were like in a senior sim, so she did not care did not care she gave me a b on a paper and i say gave because i definitely didn't earn it like should have gotten a c on that paper and i would have accepted it with no cry like no tears i would have been like thank god i didn't fail it (laughs) so like definitely had a teacher who was like really nice and really understanding but then even a prof that i liked like i gave him raving reviews year after year told people to take his class and whatever in if we weren't in a pandemic, I probably would have given him glowing reviews again. Like, he mm-hmm. pro- I probably would have loved it. But the problem was, was that he really thought this was a normal semester. And you're just like, sir, it's not. Like, he was telling people, like, oh, your writing wasn't, like, good enough on, like, blah, 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 paper. And he gave us, like, a week to review a 16-page study guide for mm-hmm. a final. And I'm just like, sir, no one has time for this no one be more helpful during this time like Mm -hmm. when i hear of any professor not being helpful i'm just like for what what do you gain from being this hard what do you gain i'm sorry we're a political science class yeah shouldn't be that hard it shouldn't we're not gonna be surgeons we're not gonna Mm -hmm. do no this class is just getting us to think about serious issues that is the point of a polytech class Mm -hmm. It's for you to be analyzed and define your voice and what what do you really think. Mm-hmm. That is the point. Beyond that, there's zero point. So I was just like, there's no point in being this hard. Like, sometimes I can understand when people are talking about hard sciences. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, I would rather you understand 
what a cell is if you're going to become a doctor. Please, yeah. Please understand well, that. That's why you have, like, medical medical school and all that, too. Exactly. There's a bunch of things. There's layers. There's layers to make sure you do not have a idiot become a doctor, okay? There's things. But why are you be stressing so much mm-hmm. about, like, making sure this is as difficult as it normally is, whatever, when there's no reason to? And I do, I think he was trying to be fair on his grading. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, when a prof says they're trying to be fair and then you somehow still don't end up with a great grade, you're like, how fair were you? I tried. Yeah. I tried. But it was just like, that was kind of my problem. It's just like the fact that professors wanted to have the same standard mm-hmm. they normally had. And I'm just like, we're not in the same time. Be cool. Hopefully this will be gone in a year or two. Mm-hmm. And you can be as hard ass as you want to be, Okay. But there's no point on being that hard at this point. There's no point in having those high standards on any grade. And I wish professors would learn. Yeah. But they do not. I will say, though I think for the most part, professors are very understanding. And, like, I've looked all in the face and been like, look, I'm working, like, 30 hours a week. Um, Tennessee's a shit show. Everything's up in the air and uncertain right now. Like, my mom was out of a job for a while she had to get a new one she had to move all these things i would tell them like this is what's happening so i know i'm like dropping the ball in these classes but sorry like there's nothing else i can do right now but like survive and they're like literally just do your major assignments and that's that and there came a point that was almost too much because like towards the end my grandfather did eventually die of covid like like the last month of school i knew that and they're so like you have to do your senior sim you have to do your portfolio you have to do this you have to do that and i'm like literally someone's dying right now and you know, I'm like, and I still have to worry about graduating because you guys won't just take the L and let us just have, have this. Like, yeah. just like literally all I wanted was my degree. I'm sorry. If you lost someone during a pandemic, automatically should pass their classes. Like, I don't care. He died the day after I graduated, technically. It was wild, actually. But it's just like, why would you? That's why. It's just also, I mean, you told your professors and also you felt like you could. And mm-hmm. you were, like, more comfortable with your professors to tell them. But it's like, I was going through a lot of crap that I never told my professors. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you shouldn't have to that's either. exactly. Like, you shouldn't have to for a professor to be like, oh, your kid's going to give you gums or shit. Mm-hmm. So that's what's annoying of just, like, can you all, especially if you think a kid is, like, not on their shit. And I know, like, some people on TikTok were just, like, you know, trying to be funny and trying to be chill. And I know being a teacher during this time is also not easy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you're, like, joking about, like, oh, this person didn't turn stuff in. Like, why haven't they turned anything in? But no one would fail my class right now if I was a teacher. Everyone, no. no one would get below a two. <laughs> no, you know what I would do if I were a teacher and I was thinking about this? Because I used to want to be a teacher. And there's sometimes there's a part of me that still wants to do it. Um, I'd be like, I would literally, like, send me a picture of your dog. If you don't have a dog, send me a picture of a tree. Here's an A for participation. Let you go. There you go. Live your life. Um, just so I can have something to feel like I made them do something. No, exactly. I would not. I'm telling you, like, the lowest grade I give. And like you said, like, I just probably end up giving A's and be, like, moving out my business. But I was like, it's a C. Just move on with your life. No, the lowest grade I give right now is a B. Because I was like, um. I don't even are you all alive. Good job. You at least get a B. And it's just, like, just do that. Like, don't be pressed for grades or whatever. Because it's, like, even if, like, 
it's also it feels like um people think like oh well someone had to go through trauma like you had to lose someone i was like just going through this time has been traumatizing for someone yeah so it's just like you don't know their issues let it go and move on and that's what i'm saying if students aren't turning stuff in and honestly they that's not about you it's not about it's about them trying to get through this so Mm -hmm. yeah honestly if kids aren't turning stuff in it's probably not about you ever whether it's a pandemic or not like, they really honestly don't give a shit, probably, about you. Some of them probably do. Some of them actually probably respect you and like you. They just... It's like, it's not really happening. Yeah. Um, and the teachers that figure that out are honestly the most low-like teachers. Because then they stop trying to yeah. keep laughing out the students for not turning in. They realize, oh, okay. <laughs> like, my ten, 10 out of 10, the best, like, teacher dynamic was one of our friends... And, like, the favorite English teacher at our school. <laughs> I look at Maggie B. And what was so funny, it was just, like, she accepted that my man would barely do his yeah. work. And she was like, well, I'm just not going to have to give you the grade. He was like, I'm fine with that as well. And they had a great relationship. Yeah. Because they accepted that about each other. They were like, he's like, I'll take the L. I don't care. I think he felt like a B in that class, too. Because, look, like, Maggie Beam, um, I don't know why I'm calling also her Maggie Beam, but, like. but, like, also she was one of those teachers who was, like, I'm She not once got in trouble because she gave out too many A's. Yeah, she told her why she's not a web anymore. <laughs> yeah, not gonna she lie. didn't care. And I love No, her. like, because literally, um, that was the thing. Someone apparently in the administration was, like, you're giving out too many A's. She was, like, they deserve A's. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, they did work. Like, so literally, A's, like, like, what, didn't turn in so much of his stuff we're turning in so late he's always got to be in that class yeah i sometimes was afraid for his grades but i was just like he always made it work somehow that's how i me and him struggled through chemistry together i was glad to be in his class (laughs) we were both those students that were just not doing the work i remember that and i was just like i mean to be fair i was suicidal sophomore year of high school so it was just like i already hated chemistry the whole like depressed thing did not make it easier for me to do it I was in a class with all of, like, the overachiever smart people for Kim, but I was also an overachiever smart person, so it wasn't like <laughs> I did not fit in, but it did not help. <laughs> also, um, yeah, she'll never hear this, but Ellie Mamatoff was my partner. <laughs> Just, like, I loved her, but she was dead. I was partners with Isaac and Josie. Which was a crazy, <laughs> I can't imagine Josie just being like, she knew we were both being like, but the thing is, like, I was actually a pretty good lab partner. Not gonna lie, I actually did the work. But was in class, I did it. Out of class is another story. But, um. but yeah, Ellie Mamatov always was like so kind, even though I was definitely the weaker partner. But mm-hmm. she was like, it's fine. I remember one time she legit did the lab all by herself, and I'm trying to like catch up, and I'm just staring at her like, what am I supposed to do? And even like, our teacher realized what was happening. Mm-hmm. And you only didn't do a, anything for that lab. And was like, you can come back later and finish, like, figure it out mm-hmm. if you want. Because she realized, like, Ellie Mamatoff was just like. Zooming through it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what her major is, but I would not be shocked if it was, like, chem and college. Like, she was really good at chem and stuff. I have no idea what she does now. Um. Oh, wait, no, it's probably like computer science or something. She oh, yeah, like she's going to do that. I remember that. Um. I'd be shocked if it wasn't, like, some, like, science. Like she she might be a physics that. major. I don't know. At this point, yeah. Like, she was really good at that stuff. She also really liked it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we'll go actually bounce off from this to mental health. Okay, so that kind of has to do with school and everything, but the fact that no one 
is really taking seriously how much this really will affect mm-hmm. people's mental health now and later on because for some reasons we knew before that going on lockdown and having to stay home would be bad for people for various reasons but also being by yourself and isolating is the worst thing but you have to do it so you do it and I think this semester that was rough because I was like yeah it's the worst thing because normally I feel like if you're at college you even if you're going through stuff because we've all gone through that Mm -hmm. you have your friends you're living with your friends maybe you can lean on them and maybe they can like you know help you through that but then this time you're just like, oh no, I'm stuck in my room, mm-hmm. and the only person else here is like a parent who is going through their own stuff. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do with that? So like, I went to therapy, which was actually <laughs> pretty decent, but then I lost my therapist right before finals. Worst timing. But he had family emergency. Yeah. But it was like I even told him I was like, this is the worst time. Like. <laughs> Like, this is literally the worst. Not to guilt you, but... But this is bad. Because <laughs> like, also, like, he hadn't gone with me through finals with me yet. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it doesn't look good even when I'm not depressed. And even when, like, mm-hmm. COVID isn't a thing. I was like, I told him, I was like, I've seen people crying during final season multiple times. I've cried in front of professors multiple times during yeah. finals. I was like... No, no, I if I get to that point, I'm like, fuck it. School's not worth that kind of energy for me. I'm also medicated now, so, like, I don't get to that point. Especially during finals. I just, like, I also know I'm going to get it done. It'll be fine. And I'm just, like, normally just angry that I have to do all this work. See, I, this time, I went back and forth. But, no, I've gone through the finals with me when I was, like, I was, like, I can't get it all done. Mm-hmm. And that's what was, like. I have to turn something in, but I don't know what I'm going to get done. Um, thankfully, I each semester had a prof that would give me the extension. But, like, no, wasn't going to get it done. And I knew that. So that was the terrifying aspect. I was like, oh, crap. I need to turn something in, and I can't fail. That was awful. I was like, because even at the times before, I didn't think I would be um, – I didn't think I was going to grad school, so I was like, I wasn't – Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I just need a decent GPA. I don't need an amazing GPA, which is probably actually great for my mental health. That I did not have the pressure of, yeah. oh, I'm going to go to law school because then I've really been freaking out. But it was still like, oh, wait, I don't need my GPA can't be shit. So mm-hmm. it was always like, OK, I need to not fail. Like, I need to stay within this B minus B plus range at all times. If I get above that, great. But like, if I get a B plus, I'm golden. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? So the weird thing is, I didn't really try to have a really high, and I'm not trying to like brag or anything. Like, no, this is like actually a genuine true thing. It's like I wasn't trying that hard to have a really high GPA in college. It just kind of happened, and I think it was like taking the pressure off of myself to be like, you don't have to be the best. Actually, made it easier. Also, because I chose, except for like a couple classes, pretty much everything I took. So everything I took, I wanted to do. Which also makes it easier for me to, like, actually to get things done. Because our gen ed was really easy. The only thing I, like, genuinely was, like, I do not want to take this class or any of the, like, summit classes. Which are, like, basically this weird program Agnes tries to do because I think they're special. Um, which is awful. Everybody fucking hates it. Those and stats. Those were, like, the only class I was, like, I absolutely don't want to fucking do this. Um, but other than that, I actually enjoyed what I did and I enjoyed what I took. Because I got to do whatever I wanted. My problem was, is my major... Is awful. I 
told someone this. Maybe it was you recently that I was like, I semi regret my major, but not like, not for like normal reasons. I realized, well, that's why I said semi. I regret it because like I was talking to someone recently, and part of that class is at Williams. Depends on the prof. Mm -hmm. Depends on your state of mind. What you're about to give in that class, and. It's a cl it's a major where like you're not gonna get a lot of A minuses and A's. Yeah. You know you're probably never gonna get lower than a B minus, but you're also never gonna get really over a B plus. Cause then it's just like, fuck, I'm never gonna do well. Like I'm I mean I'm gonna do well ish, but I'm never gonna have like a high GPA. You know I came to Williams being like I'm not gonna be a top student. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I will say. I didn't realize how easy my school was gonna be which i know there are people who are from agnes being like what do you mean easy like for me it was easy well, so you went to a hard private school for high school like you were yeah. prepared like you probably also would not think it was easy if i was over prepared yeah they were out here my first year trying to tell me how to write an essay and make a thesis and they were like oh you're doing great i was like yeah because i don't know how to do this shit you're teaching me something i already know so yeah which is great for my gpa but <laughs> i think that's what saved me honestly i still think you would i mean American would have been bad for you for your mental health, your enjoyment of the school. I would have done fine, though. Yeah, you still would have done. Like, I think it's bad when you go to a school that thinks so highly of itself. That's when you go to... That's why I didn't apply. That's why you... I was like, y'all think take it. Also, because the students who are applying took themselves too damn seriously. Yeah, I'm sorry. American is not that serious. And um, I was like, it's an undergrad. Do y'all want to have fun? They're like... So, they're basically, like, I don't guess they're valid questions, but they're just asking about, like, majors, internships, all these things, which is uh, valid things to ask about. But it's also, like, you guys can ask about, like, how do you have fun? What do you do in your free time? I ask those questions. And I'm, like, that's what I want to know. What's popping in D.C., guys? Also, that is saying, okay, so to be fair, though, even though those people... I think American is a type of school that is, like, work hard, party hard. So, like, because you are in D.C. Like, how could you not? Yeah. But they're, like, we're thinking that way. I'm, like, y'all really don't ask. And I'm, I'm not going to be the only one to be, like, so, like, what do you do for fun? To be fair, they probably were but just, But I was, like, uh, so I was, like, I'm not going to fit in. I'll be the Isaac of them, and I'll be, like, how are you doing well? And I'm just, like, vibing. Yeah. Um. Also, one of the reasons I didn't go for George Washington is so you don't have guaranteed housing after your first year. And I'm like, I don't need that in my life. I need housing. I do realize I hate Williams and told my therapist how much I hated Williams. Um, but I will say I got really lucky that I didn't fall in the life pitfalls that other people did. Like, I never thought to ask those questions about housing guarantee. I think I knew that, but like should have asked more questions mm -hmm. about housing. Um, financial aid. I think I knew I'd be fine, but I should have asked more questions about that. Did not know about the study abroad, which is a welcome surprise. The only reason why you should ever go to Williams College, if you also don't have money, mm -hmm. is for the financial aid for study abroad. That's it. That's why I didn't study abroad. Like, I don't have that kind of money. Literally, no, I got lucky with the school. That would be give me that much money to study. I got lucky right there. 
right there. Like, I was so happy. Even my, uh, I told my host mom about, you know, after Denmark, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to go to D.C. I'm not going back to my journey away from this. She was like, how can you do this? And I was like, the school I went to do. <laughs> See, but she was like, this is a lot of money. Like, and I was like, I don't think so. Because <laughs> I didn't play for my paint plane tickets, like, at all during this time. Like, lucky. So, only reason why you should go. If you're thinking about Williams College for a school, that's the only reason why you should go. Other than that, it's a shit show. Don't go. Because um, also realize you're, you're having to be at the school for three years for just one possible year being <laughs> So it's a gamble. And that's right. that's a questionable one year. I mean, which COVID? We don't know when this is gonna be over. Yeah, but I will say, like, if you're a high schooler now and going, you're you're fucked. Also, I'm not sure, but I definitely think Williams is gonna be a little bit more flexible about when you can study abroad. Because normally they're strict like junior year, but since all this stuff has happened, I think they're gonna be like easier about that. Because I felt bad because one of my friends was supposed to do Copenhagen, actually. She was either going to do Stockholm or Copenhagen. Um, she was like, I wasn't even able to do it because of this. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. My time in Denmark, best semester of my life. Not an exaggeration. So, like, best in every way. First time ever living in a two-parent household, it was nice. And I because it's two-parent, but actually, it would have been interesting to live in a single-parent home in Denmark, because even then, you have stability. All I'm saying is, like, I saw two kids have the most stability in the world. I saw a kid actually yeah. get in a full-on argument with his parents, because they were telling him he had to go work out. <laughs> That's it. I was like, why can't I be more Danish? Like, <laughs> 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 it was a full, like, when I tell you, like, full R yelling at each other. And I was like, what are we arguing about? <laughs> and when they told me why, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, no. Best semester. I don't know. I have a second semester sophomore or first semester of junior year. Man, first semester junior year was great, and then I got to second semester junior year, and COVID happened. I don't understand how that... Like, second semester junior year started out great. It was a great time. I was stable. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. And then all hell broke loose, and now here I am. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's a tie between... This past semester has been the worst semester of my life. Or. Hmm, junior fall. Mm-hmm. Of high school. So, honestly, this past semester might win it. The only reason why I said maybe not. Because, like, it's crazy how, like, some of the best things that have happened to me. Have happened this semester. Some of the worst things. So, like, the extremes were there. Like, mm-hmm. I went to law school, great, great, great. Was suicidal, not great, great. <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> like, like, you just had, like, these complete dual, like, mm-hmm. things happening. It was just like. Mental health-wise, and the only reason this is true, I was okay. 
but that's because I was on meds since January. Also, I think, and this is just my feel, so all on me, like, I don't know if you, I feel like this was not as bad a semester it could have been for you. It wasn't. Because you were graduating. Like, do you know, like, I yeah. was like. I was like, this is the end. I was envious. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was really upset about it at first because I didn't want my last semester to be at home. You know, I feel like when you're in college, especially when you're like first generation college, you're the first person family graduating, like very traditional road. And I'm at home when I thought I was going to be on campus doing all these things. I was going to get my last black cat, be with my friends, all these things. And that didn't happen. And that was really upsetting. Like I was fine. I was over. It's like, I'm still graduating. I'll still get my degree. But that sucked. And, like, the fact that, like, everyone our age, if we went to not getting their senior year of college, it kind of sucks. And there are a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah. I get that. But you, I feel like school. you hated your school so much you don't give a fuck. I, I'm crazy going back, not for, like, a last hurrah, but because I need, know for my mental health it's necessary. Yeah. Beyond that, fuck that school. Um, it's kind of... <laughs> But you know, like when oh, um, I asked you, how do you like the school? Mm-hmm. I only give them a genuine answer if they're black. Because <laughs> white people did not experience the school. White white <laughs> they just didn't. Um, some people who are low income white people at our school, I think, get it more. But it's like, nah. I, that's when I realized before when there were people who actually did not want to study abroad junior year. Mm-hmm. That I was like, we did not experience the same school. We didn't. Cool to you, ignore how many issues I do, but we did not experience the same school. So. But, although one of my friends, she, I don't think she loves the school. She doesn't just like, like it and hate it as much as I do. Because even she's like, why did I pick a, sw- a school in a small town? Yeah. But okay. No, I was in Atlanta. I was not in a small town. I was fine with that. I wish. Like, I realize now, I'm like, wow, I really should have applied to UC Berkeley. Like, I maybe I wouldn't have gotten in, but it was like, I should have prioritized mm-hmm. uh, going to a school in a city. And But also, the problem was, like, small liberal arts colleges are not known for being in big cities. So, it's like, I would have had to given up one or the other. Mm-hmm. But, definitely should have gone to a bigger city. Um, but, okay. Last thing, way to rant. We, whew, I knew it wasn't going to be organized, <laughs> but I tried, but I gave up halfway through. So, the last thing I wanted to talk about is a thing that's kind of ending today or tomorrow, actually. I'm going to try, I'm probably not going to edit this much because I don't care. So, it's called Force the Vote, and it was a campaign created by like a commentator on the left, and he's trying to get leftist politicians like AOC, Rashid Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, Cori Bush now, that to withhold the vote for Nancy Pelosi to become speaker, uh, so enforce her to like um, hold a vote for Medicare for All mm-hmm. in the House. So for some reason this has become controversial. Did not think it would have been, but they don't want to do that and say that it's just going to be performative. There's mm-hmm. no way it will pass. Um, so what are you going to do next? You don't have a plan. 
And I was like, if you had asked me a year ago, that we'd actually be having this conversation, I would have said this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to do that. Yeah. They're not going to do it. Like, that's my guess right now. They're not going to do it. She's going to be speaker, and there will not be a vote on Medicare for All. Which will be bad, because we all... Dude, unless the Democrats change what they're doing. They're not. I mean, literally, Joe Biden's just a repeat of the Obama administration. Anyway. <laughs> so clearly, they're not. There's no. I just don't see how they keep the house in two years. Like, they I won't, because I, I feel like my prediction. I've talked to you a little bit about it. Is this going to be a president of complete disillusionment? Because let's be real, a lot of people who maybe they don't call themselves leftists, who do to some degree think Joe Biden will put change in like systemic racism or like healthcare or anything like that they're going to see that none of that's going to happen. This whole push be like he's better than Trump, you have to vote for him so it's not Trump and we can push him to do this and that isn't real. None of that was real and now that you're paying attention to what's going on you're going to see that all of this shit that the Democrats have been doing is just as bad. They're the same as the Republicans just like they don't hate gay people. Exactly. It was like you have to realize that's the that's, that's how I describe Democrats now. Is the Republicans that don't hate gay people. That's it. That's all they have going for them. Exactly. So, because they're so transphobic as fuck. Like they just don't hate gay people. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just crazy. And so there's people arguing right now that you shouldn't do forced to vote. You shouldn't. But I think it would be useful. And someone said, even if you did think all this is performative, which to a degree it is, because mm-hmm. it will not pass the Senate even if it passed the House. Who cares at this point? Like, someone said, like, you realize how demoralized a movement has become because Bernie lost? Like, it wasn't about Bernie. And I mm-hmm. remember the day after Super Tuesday, because that's when I knew Bernie Sanders would not be the Democrat nominee. I cried. I didn't even go to work the next day because I was I was upset about other things, but I was also upset by that, and I was just like, I'm gonna take the L. But I was just like, we lost Medicare for all. Like we lost, yeah. We lost getting rid of student debt. We lost like in that moment, we lost so the possibility for so many mm-hmm. things. Um. So I was just like, I was demoralized. I'm still to a degree demoralized. Not as bad as I was like in the months after that. I was pretty demoralized after that. But it was like. Don't you realize this movement needs something to rally around? Mm-hmm. Needs something to unify itself? Because I don't think people realize that the fact that so many people on the left were able to get behind Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. was pretty amazing. Yeah. Because people on the left hate each other. Yeah. Hate each other. People don't understand the divisions that exist and that there are so See, many. That's why I don't get that involved with it. It's honestly hilarious, but also it's sad but it's like it is like people really do not like each other i always think a perfect picture of this was recently and i described to someone that the um i don't know if you've seen that movie about the chicago um uprising that happened Mm -hmm. in 68 so they accuse these groups of these like i don't know it's like five or six people that they you know i know about it i just don't know the movie but what i thought was so funny and i told someone who doesn't know a lot about politics i was like isn't that so funny that they think that possibly these people could collude with each other to do something. These bitches don't like each other. They're mm-hmm. arguing this whole movie. Mm-hmm. The whole movie they're arguing. 
<laughs> they can't stand each other. Why do people think that leftists like each other? Well, because they don't understand that there's actually a distinct difference between leftist politics. Like, we have anarchists, you have the socialists, you have the communists, you have the democratic socialists, the anarcho-socialists. You have all these different aspects that are fundamentally in disagreement with each other for something. Like, socialists definitely believe in, like, a big government where... Um, you know, the government is just, like, for the people, like, actually, legitimately, like, you're taking care of the people first and foremost, and there's some more corruption, what, what, what not, but it's still, like, it, it, it kind of relies on a big government. Communist, people are the government, basically, uh, where, like, the working class comes up, upholds me means of production, there is no more capitalism. I mean, that's very oversimplified, but yeah, then there's anarchists who are like, government fucking sucks, let me do what I want to do, live life, everybody gets to live their life whatever and there's different aspects of anarchism too so like fundamentally none of those are the same exactly and they're like fundamentally in disagreement with each other and so that's why i was always like the fact that these people were able to get behind bernie sanders Mm -hmm. was insane insane and phenomenal and And the fact that it didn't work so sad Um, because like will this ever happen again maybe not and that's the scary thing that people don't realize. That this that, might not happen again. Um, because that, that was really hard for that to happen. Like, people gave up stuff to back Bernie, right? Do you, mm-hmm. like, not everyone, no one agreed 100% with his policies. No. But it was like, hey, I get this out of this, and this is what I need, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? And even, like, black groups who did want reparations and knew, like, okay, maybe we're not going to get that with Bernie, but fuck it. I need college debt forgiven, right? Yeah. Like it was just like made that decision to let go of something to get something, and we're fine with that. You need health care, you need college debt, you need housing, whatever it is. You need a fifteen dollar minimum wage or more. Yeah, like like it was just like so good, and so now this argument is exposing all the more divisions within the left that needed to mm-hmm. get. So I think at this point it's going to be really hard. I'm probably going to turn this in pretty soon after, so it will be done probably night. But dude. If you're if if people on the squad didn't do vote if they do vote for Pelosi that's mm-hmm. bad. Do I see we get rid of them yet? No, they haven't mm-hmm. shown. I think there's something else they have to do for me to be like fuck them. They're not there yet. But it is like bad that they're not willing to do this. Yeah, like it's bad that they're not willing to withhold a vote to just have a vote for this. Yeah. And someone said, well, that's still performative, blah blah blah. But I was like, if they're not willing to do their use their power for something as simple as this. Mm-hmm. What are they going to use it for? What are they going to use it for? Also, we that's why I brought up the fact that Democrats will probably lose the House in two years. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have any power in two years. They're going to be in the minority in the House. And being minority in the House has zero power. Like, zero power. Especially we also probably ain't going to have the Senate because we don't have the Senate now. Exactly. It's not looking so positive there. So you're just like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? And also, the fact that we have a majority of... Uh, House Democrat, like the Democrats are the majority in the House. Mm, shouldn't that make you wonder why we can't pass Medicare for all? Like they don't want it. Exactly. But I also was like, we all know that. Anyone listening to this podcast knows that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. All of us think about politics too much in our days. <laughs> so we know that. But does a normal person know that? No. Somehow... Like, Democrats have been able, a lot of Democrats have been able to be appear to support Medicare for All. And their argument is, like, I would support it, but it will not pass. I would support it, but she hasn't brought it up for a vote. Mm-hmm. She didn't bring it up for a vote. Because even Nancy Pelosi knows 
You don't they support vote, it. They vote that down during a pandemic. And yeah. that looks bad. That looks horrible if they vote down. Medicare for all during a pandemic. So it's like... Because even she... I was like, someone said, what if they... Um, it doesn't work, and the Democrats just all vote yes for it. Do we get Medicare for all? Like, um, No, I wouldn't pass the Senate. Like, that fear... This but is, uh, I feel like... Still, because Senate uh, Mitch McConnell doesn't have to pull it for. I know, like Mitch McConnell would definitely turn it down, but like, I still I don't think it would be absolutely nothing. Like I know at the end of the day it is performative, um, but to get all of the Democrats on board for it, even just for the thing, just because they know if they don't, it'll ruin their careers. But that's what I'm saying. It's like if Nancy Pelosi that would be great. Bring this up for a vote, and this is one of the few things she has not brought up for Mm -hmm. a vote. I like dang it There's really wouldn't pass. Like I mean, I think ruin their careers, man. I think it wouldn't even get a hundred votes. Mm-mm. Wouldn't pass. Oh, like, I already know that. I was just like, but the fact that that's the case, that's what it leads me to believe. Like, oh, it's gonna be bad if those other bots are vote, and that she doesn't want it because I think people really would not vote yes for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I want it because I'm like, no, I want people exposed. No people to know. Um. And if they don't, then if they vote yes for it, then I'm going to be like, okay, let's hit them hard. Like, do you really support this? Blah, blah, blah. You just say you support it. Also, um, I was just like, I just don't think that will happen. I think that's an unnecessary fear. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah. Um, no, it wouldn't pass through. And uh, hopefully it'll get people to realize. Democrats suck ass too. Yeah. That's all I need you to know. Um, Republicans suck. The Democrats suck. They just don't hate gay people. They specifically don't hate rich white gay people. Yes, they'll do it. Ooh, maybe one of these episodes I'll go on a rant. Like they love Pete Buttigieg, but nobody else. Pete Buttigieg because, and here's like my actual beef with Pete Buttigieg. Um, he is definitely representative of like respectability politics within the queer community that's been going on since the fifties. Um, and I can go a whole rant of like how that came to be and whatnot, but no, that's what he is, and that's why people like him. Because he's like, oh, yeah, gay people are just like the rest of us. And I'm like, but it also kind of puts this idea that those of us who aren't, whether it's because, like, you are a person of color or because you're just not that person. Maybe you're in the alt scene. Maybe you're an anarchist. Maybe you're this or that. Have, like, also neon hair, punk, whatever. Yeah. Um, Because it kind of puts this idea that that's not, like, the right kind of queer, Um, even though that's, like, a stupid ideology. Um, But it's, like, an actual thing, especially among Democrats, of, like, respectability for gay people yeah so if you have time you can always if especially if your congressperson is like a part of the squad or a part of the progressive caucus which is a stupid i mean of course you will mark i feel like i knew she wouldn't win but you know that was a part of me that was like it would be so great but no um but yeah call representatives especially if they're in the squad get them to do it and if they don't like really tell them like if they don't do some serious shit in the next few years maybe they don't get your vote because we gotta stop playing around with these people someone said politicians are not your friends and indeed they're not Mm-mm. like I may like um, Ilhan Omar but if you don't have the guts to do this then why why am I fighting for you why do I give you money why I can get my money put my money other wh- places same thing with AOC like I love AOC but like if you don't if you don't do this and like what are we doing and also, they're saying, like, oh, wait a couple years. If someone tells me one more time to wait something, I'm going to lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually going to lose it. Because it's just, like, 
Especially at this point. At some like, point, you got to stop waiting. Exactly. Especially at this point. We've been waiting since 08 for this. Yeah. The AOC of the world, the Rashid Khalifa of the world, whatever. You have health care now. Also, like, like. Don't tell me to wait if you have health care. People say you have to wait for health care as if. And I know most people do not know this because they explicitly choose not to teach people. Campaign for health, Medicare for all or some form of health care for all in the United States was super popular with. Was it Wilson? I think it was Woodrow Wilson. Or was it Truman? It was Truman. So with Truman, it was really popular with Truman. He ran a lot of campaigns on that. And it was stayed popular until Nixon. And Nixon shot it down. It made it sound like a terrible idea. And then Reagan just kind of forcified that. And now we are like here thinking that Medicare for All is communism. Because that's literally what they said. Dude, that's another reason. The fact that we almost had it. In the 60s. Okay, so we you've already heard the podcast where I rant about LBJ and how I think he could have been the best and then he became not. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why. Like We could have had Medicare for All in the 50s and 60s. Because that's when the UK was doing. That's when all these other places were doing it. And we were going to be like them. I was like, yeah, I was just like, God, we were on the right track. And then we like. And then Nixon came around. Yeah, it's like, LBJ, why? Why? We got Nixon because of your ass. Yeah, we literally did. Because uh, he would have won his re-election without the Vietnam War. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. we could have we health healthcare. We but then Nixon college. said it was communism, and people believed him, and Reagan just kept going with that momentum because they're like, oh, we can keep rich people rich. Reagan's also the reason why um we no longer have a marginal tax. Nixon's partially to blame for that, but, like, I feel like Reagan's the one that really solidified that. Nixon brought it up, but Reagan, because it affected Reagan, actually, because he was a wealthy-ass man before he was president, um, he's the one that, like, really made that go through, and that's why we don't tax rich people anymore. So, force the vote, support it, sign the petition, it's on force the vote, um, think.org, you can find it if it's not .org, but, um, sign it. And after this, like, pressure them. Because I'm like, maybe we had been, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say too soft, but just not very reluctant to push the squad their first, like, term. But it's like, bitch, this isn't your first term anymore. Mm-hmm. You're going on to your second term. Do it or you're out. Like, I will kick. You think I care? Like, you either use your leverage or you get out. Mm-hmm. And we move on. You don't get many chances. No. You don't have time to be waiting on you to do the work so this is our podcast we wanted we ranted about everything also it's supposed to be 30 minutes whatever um <laughs> a lot longer but we just want to rant about the government not caring about you colleges not caring about you really no one caring about you okay okay someone probably cares about them just not the government i was about to get there Okay, you made it sound really dark, Chelsea. <laughs> Someone, somebody cares about you, even if it's just us. Um, also, I'm going through depression. Give me a break. I uh, realize that, but uh, we shouldn't <laughs> give it to our listeners. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> your mom might care about you. I don't know your life. I don't know. I don't know either. Dude, going through <laughs> some shit. Um, I'm just saying it. You could clearly tell who's the pessimist in this relationship and who's the optimist. See, I'm not even an optimist. But com- relatively, <laughs> that's the dynamic, honestly. It's been going this way for a couple years now. So <laughs> I remember You're just, like, super pessimistic. No one here, like, you know, have some hope. But have I been wrong yet? No! 
If I'm wrong about the force of vote, I would literally come on the podcast and be like, I'm not saying you'll be wrong about the force of vote, but don't say nobody cares about you under a microphone for the public to hear. (laughs) 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 No. (sighs) Anyway, anyway. No one with power cares about you, is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's Bernie. Yeah, and like a few other people, um, but like no one else. Honestly, what would have been so funny, and I'll close it out with this, of how the loss of Bernie would have just made me, like, really pessimistic just because I, how they did it was like, wow, these bitches really think he's worse (laughs) than a Republican. I always thought it was so weird, and I did not want to ruin it for you, but that was, like, the one time in our, like, friendship that you were the optimist in the situation. And I was like, I don't want to ruin this for her. But I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, realistically, it looked like it was going to happen. I remember talking to people after he I kind of was convinced that, like, the Democrats are going to find a way to make it not happen from the very beginning. Because I was like, I was always tentatively, but when when he won Nevada, I was like, shit. Yeah, that was kind of wild. I was like, and he won by a lot. I was just like, he could really win this. Like, I was just like, no, he could really win this. And I was like, shit, he could. Um, and that's the problem of just like if only Obama hadn't called Pete Buttigieg. Exactly. Um, but I think it. I mean, why? I was like a little bit more optimistic because I was just like, okay, it doesn't matter. Because I thought, and I told someone later, I was like, I very much underestimated how much people just wanted to get back to normal, and that was the problem. I underestimated that a lot. I did not. Because I was like. I always knew that existed, but I was like, we could get healthcare. Like, I was like, you're literally saying no to healthcare. Also, after this pandemic happened, I was like, you know what? I, I got so mad because, like, Bernie Sanders would have won. And there's to no be fair, doubt in my the mind same time this election was going on, I was taking a U.S. conservatism class. So my, that might have had something to do with it. Because we're like, we just want to get back to normal. It's like, well, yeah, because we've had just, like, conservative ideology and conservative politics slammed into our heads since Nixon. That now it's just like what we think is normal, even though it's None not. Of this is normal. Like the religious right, particularly, did not exist until the seventies. Just so you guys know. Also, it makes me so mad that they decide to pick abortion as, as their like issue, and then they decide to go after the gays. And it's like y'all could just let us alone a little bit more. After anything else, honestly, <laughs> anything else. Um, but you decide that because um, it's just like it's so annoying because that used to not be such a controversial issue and now it is people really just didn't care um yeah so uh yeah fuck america honestly um but okay i'll just leave you with this (laughs) somebody cares about you i was gonna say the opposite but true um maybe not really anyway um (laughs) you should watch the new show on netflix oh my god please don't Actually, no, please do, because Mitchell show up and not talk to me about it. Um, watch it. Um, see what you think about it or not. Um, also, there's going to be, like, multiple seasons of this, so you'll hear about it more. I'm, you've probably heard about it. Like You haven't said the name of it yet. Bridgerton? Bridget? I don't know how to pronounce this shit. I've lost my shit, to be honest. Um, but... Watch it so you guys can talk to her about it, and she can stop telling me the entire plot of I the mean, season. I mean, you essentially know it at this point. Like... Okay, but when other seasons come up, I need to have somebody else to tell the entire plot. You need a man by then. 
And he'll be like, can you do it? I was like, no, I've been doing this for too long. Um, I need to have a man like the Duke of Hastings. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this out anyway. Okay, so. Please don't because I actually do want someone to watch it. So she can have somebody to relate to. It's fine. I'm used to having no one. <laughs> somebody cares about you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to this super long podcast. Yeah. It's Miranda again. Yeah, she came back. Um, have a, I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, Happy New Year. Have a good rest of your day. This has been I'm Woke and Tired. Exactly. Bye-bye. <laughs>